Welcome to Talking Traction, the podcast where we talk about things that are keeping small business owners from getting traction and what they can do about it. I'm your host, Tabitha Shever, and today's podcast is being recorded remotely because I am practicing what I preach and I have taken my family on vacation. One of the things that is so important to me is that I get to do what I love with the people I love. So how I spend my time is very important to me, and that is why I've invited my guest, Stephen Crawford. He is probably the one person who has the most influence in my understanding of time and help me understand what's important to me and how I can align my calendar to best use my time to reach those goals. Steve is a go-to resource for resolving the most demanding business operation challenges and achieving critical operational and financial goals. He's the director and executive consultant at McGee Productivity Solutions. Steve has positively impacted his clients around the world by helping them build cultures of alignment, accountability, and productivity via the many change management, coaching, and training programs that McGee Productivity Solution offers. Stephen served eight years in the United States Marine Corps, earning Marine of the Year honors and several meritorious masts. He lives in Littleton, Colorado, and enjoys reading, volunteering, here, fellowship and leadership at his church, as well as physical fitness. Welcome, Steve. We are so excited to have you join us today. You know I am an absolute productivity junkie. And so today we're going to talk about time management. We're going to talk about email protocols and some systems and things that small business owners can do when they hear their employees say, I don't have enough time. So thank you for joining us today. Um, tell me a little bit about time management and how you got involved with, with McGee Productivity Solutions and just what you guys bring to the table. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Tabitha. And it's always a pleasure to talk productivity with you, a fellow productivity nerd. Uh, we uh, <laughs> geek out on this stuff. So it's great to be of value to your listeners and uh, glad to be here. Yeah. Um, you know, McGee Productivity Solutions, as you mentioned in the intro, we're really about creating cultures of productivity at our client companies. And we serve enterprise organizations all the way through small businesses and solopreneurs. And really, it's about an approach to productivity and changing our mindset around productivity, less about being reactive, more about being proactive, really managing our time and using the tools and technology at our disposal to help us with that instead of those tools being a burden and just being another place that you have to go to get information, just really getting a system so that the technology supports you in your journey for productivity. Yeah. So Steve and I met when I was CEO at Cloud9. And so I had a team of about 12 people, I guess, at the time. And I kept having people on my team who said, there's not enough time, there's not enough time, there's not enough time. And what's really interesting is unlike most organizations, we actually logged everybody's time. We build it all to projects. And so I could literally pull reports and I could see how many hours were billable and how many hours were non-billable, but I didn't have a lot of visibility to the non-billable time. And so Steve's team came in, they came up with a solution for us. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of the process you walked us through? And Absolutely. So, you know, the number one thing is when people talk about time, um, there's only 24 hours in the day, right? So, you know, you don't have any more time than I have. It's what we do with that time and how we prioritize our time to make sure we're getting more of the right things done. So often we see in all different sizes of organizations, people claiming not to have enough time to do their work. And in some cases, it's actually true. They're in meetings all day and all they're doing all day is meetings and email. So at the end of the day, they go home, they pat the kids on the head, they open up the laptop and they have to get back and do the real job, the work that didn't get done during the day. Well, we help 
with is helping people understand how to get that priority time on your calendar dedicated to those most important things that are going to help move you forward towards your goals personally and professionally. It's not just about work. It's about getting that work-life synergy that we want. And the number one thing is to really understand why are you doing what you're doing? What's that North Star? What is the barometer you're going to measure against when you decide to say yes or no to something? So if Tabitha sends me an email, you know, and you say, hey, Steve, send me the TPS report by Friday, <laughs> I need to ask myself, you know, is this part of my job? Is this something that's going to move me forward towards my goal? Am I serving my CEO? You know, what is the reason that I would say yes to this? And then if I say yes to it, I want to make sure that I have time on my calendar to do that type of work. And when you're doing that, you'll find that you're able to strengthen your no muscle and really understand that saying no to things really is a way of saying yes to the most important things. Yeah, yeah. So I teach EOS. And so the very first thing we do is we get clear on what's people's roles and responsibilities. And then the next thing we do is we set those um, big rocks, right? Then the 90 days. And we talk about what is your what's your 10-year target for the organization? Why does it exist? And then how does that break down into a three-year, one-year plan, and then your 90-day? But you took it a step further for us because you actually taught us a tool called time blocking. But it started with getting everything out out of our heads and onto a piece of paper. Um, and I was just, that was a, a, a mind-blowing concept for me, right? Because it was like, wait, you could put your personal stuff and your work stuff and all of it should go on your calendar. And like, that's literally how I run my life now. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't get done. Um, so talk to me like about, you know, in the beginning part, when people, what do you see typically when, when you run people through this exercise, where I guess are the teams getting resistant? Cause we can just tell everybody, the business owners, what the process is. Right. Yeah. But then there's, it's all the resistance that you get to it. That I, is what I want to really help these business owners realize and see is that like how your team helps facilitate and manage through the resistance. So talk to me a little bit about where people get stuck. Yeah, absolutely. The number one thing that people, you know, would push back on if if you were to, you know, come to us and say, hey, we want a four hour take back your life personal productivity session and you see the value, you know how it's going to impact work life synergy and give them more production at work. The number one thing you're going to hear is, wait a minute, four hours out of my day. I don't have time to, to dedicate four hours to this training. Right. So but the fact of the matter is that that four hour investment obviously is going to win you 11 hours per week back. So it's a great investment to have. And one of the ways that we help our clients when they're discussing this with their team is, you know, isn't your time the most valuable thing that you have? Mm -hmm. I mean, you wouldn't walk down the street, pull out your wallet and start throwing money in the air while you're walking down the street, would you? Of course not. If, if you would, Tabitha, let me know. I'll follow you around. For <laughs> <laughs> but, but we do that with our time every single day. We let people take it. We waste it. We, we spend it on minutiae. Uh, we, we allow things to stress us out and distract us. And really, if, if we're smart about it, we'll understand that, you know, money and things and all that can be replaced. But every second that goes by is gone forever. Absolutely. So why would you want to get the highest and best use of your time? Yeah. And part of that comes with, as you mentioned, understanding all the various places that you're capturing your commitments. I mean, these days with all the tools we have, you got email, chat, instant messenger, OneNote, Teams, you got all this stuff, right? No wonder things slip through the cracks and we feel overwhelmed. So we teach how to get that all into one place and really have a home base, which as you so eloquently mentioned, is your calendar. That is the home base. That's that's real yeah. because there's boundaries on a calendar, right? 
So we teach that and then we do a mind clearing exercise because one of the many ways that we get distracted is our own head. I mean, we've all experienced driving down the road. Um, all of a sudden things pop in your head. They're like, oh, dang, I forgot to do that. Or I forgot to do that. Or even worse, when we go to bed at night, we're trying to go to sleep and our mind's racing. We have all this stuff, you know, that is popping in our skulls. So the mind clearing exercise just really helps get all that out of your head into your system. And once it's in your system, you can trust it and it's not going to go away anywhere. It's not going to fall through the cracks and it frees up your mind for that more critical thinking and allows you to enjoy your time with family because you're not being bombarded with all these different thoughts. You know, you've captured that stuff. And for business leaders, you know, that's valuable for business leaders, but it's valuable for their staff as well. Absolutely. So when we went through the process with you, we were all Microsoft shop. And so you taught us uh, how to use tasks. And so I actually now have an app on my phone. So if I'm laying in bed at three in the morning and I wake up because I forgot to, you know, send an invoice or something, I just put it in my task and it all syncs to my calendar. And then now I can take those tasks and I can pull them onto my calendar. And then you taught us to take it even one step further and color code them. So now I can yep. see how much of my time I'm spending on a particular client versus how much time I'm spending doing internal work. And so um, I know that's available for Microsoft Office. Is it available for Google users as well? Yeah, we teach the Take Back Your Life program in both uh, Microsoft and in G Suite. Okay. So some of the features and benefits are a little different, as you can imagine, but the concepts are all the same. Um, how you track your tasks in Google is a little bit different than how you do it in Microsoft and so forth. But we, we support both platforms. And really, it comes down to, you know, the technical settings and all that is fantastic. And that's going to help your system be fluid and, and help you. But really, it's about the, the limiting beliefs that you overcome. The, the distractions that you have, your approach to things like email. You know, a lot of people, they just are so reactive to email. Something like 68% of working adults check their email before they get out of bed in the morning, thanks to these smartphones, right? That's a rough way to start your day because automatically you're getting into that stress, you're getting into the reaction mode, and you haven't even looked at your calendar to see what your day's shaking out like. So a different approach to email where you really have a discipline around you're the boss of the email and the email is not the boss of you and dedicating a couple times a day to do what we call email processing using our four Ds. You do it, you delete it, you defer it or you delegate it. You make a decision, touch an email one time in your inbox and make a decision. You're not leaving it in your inbox. You're not marking it on red. You're not flagging it. You're not forwarding it to yourself. So it comes to the top. Your inbox is a collecting point. It's not a to-do list. It's not an action list. Yeah. So we teach you how to really process that email in a way that you can actually manage a zero inbox every single day. I, I get the zero once in the morning and I get the zero again in the afternoon. And I don't have any of that stress of thinking, oh, there's something down here from three weeks ago that I, you know, should have done, or you know, just the the unrecognized stress of just knowing that there's activity in that inbox that you're not addressing. That all goes away. So I'm going to be totally honest with you. I have not gotten down to zero since we first started working together, mm -hmm. but I absolutely use the delegate, delete, do, and I don't touch my emails multiple times. But one of the things that I learned that I think is so important is um, you teach people how to treat you. And so I have found that now that I do this and now that I set my time, and by the way, guys, like I, this isn't like I did a seminar with Steve like a week or two ago and I'm like excited and I'm still like I'm doing it. This is like seven to 10 years ago kind of stuff that is still being done. So it really had an impact and it really made a difference. And, and Art 
our team, when they got done with the session, they were like, that changed my life. Like I am literally going to do business differently. Um, but now I have to, I literally have to train my clients that I'm not going to respond to email instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, I, I check my emails at 11 and at three. And I mean, mm-hmm. I still look at it at eight and five just because I want to. Right. But I tell them I will respond between 11 and three. And people like are like, I sent you an email at 1117 and you didn't respond until three o'clock. And I'm like, did anyone die in that time frame? You know? <laughs> so we always teach people, you know, it's internally here at McGee and TerraWorks, we, we have a 24-hour response time to email. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because, first of all, it takes stress off, but it's also identifying the right tool for the right purpose. Email should not be a tool for urgency. Mm-hmm. If it's something urgent, call me. True. Right? Yes. Um, email is not for urgency. And I even have in my signature line, Email response time, 24 hours. Voicemail response time, six hours. So my clients and and colleagues, they know what the expectation is there. And to your point, if you're living in your inbox and being reactive and you're replying to people right away all the time, you're setting the stage for that. You're training them to expect you to respond to that email immediately. And then as soon as you don't respond immediately, then you're getting a phone call saying, hey, did you get that email I sent you three minutes ago? Yeah. You're like, whoa, slow your roll, right? So (laughs) what I show people is, there's two times a day dedicated for processing email using those four Ds, okay? And that is when you are proactively going to your inbox for the purposes of processing that email. Then throughout the day, when you do go check your email to see, hey, did that contract come in or did somebody send me something I'd asked for? You're just immediately going to those things that you, you're looking for. You're not doing email. You're just snacking on that stuff that you know you've been waiting for. And then at the end of the day, you process it to zero again. It's a whole different approach and it's a great way to to manage your time so that you can get back to your calendar and see what am I supposed to be doing? I'm supposed to be working on this project. I'm supposed to be on a podcast with Tabitha. I'm supposed to do this, right? Your calendar is the truth and you can live and work from your calendar because you're not in the bane of all evil sucked in your inbox all day and being reactive. Yep. There was one more thing that we did as part of your your uh, session that again it had to it was an agreement amongst the team. But you taught us a way to write emails differently, and so it's called the pass model. Yep. Um, when we started doing this as a team and as an organization, it completely reduced the number of back and forth emails. So, t- would you mind teaching the group here what? Absolutely. So the concept of the pass model, P A S S. It stands for purpose, action, supporting information, and subject line. And what it's meant to do is we can show you how to create a template or, you, you know, if you're not creating templates, you can create it as a you know, Word document and cut and paste. But what it's meant to be is a template that really drives you to write a more effective email. Because we all know one way to get less emails to send less email. Another way to get less emails to send more effective email. And leaders are guilty myself included, uh, you know, having all that stuff in our head and knowing all this stuff. And we send out an email to people thinking that they have that same understanding that we do. And then we get five emails coming back asking for clarity. Hey, Steve, I'm not sure what you want here. When's this due? Who's supposed to do this and who's supposed to do that, right? This past model template reduces that from happening because you're writing more effective emails. And most of us do it backwards. I mean, honestly, if everybody, you know, opened up a new email right now, we're getting ready to send something they fill out who they're sending it to, they carbon copy a bunch of people, they write the subject line, then they write their email and hit send. Yep. And that's actually backwards. 
So what we'd like you to do and consider and those emails that are more convoluted or you're given direction um, to use a past model template. And what you would do is when you insert your template into that body of that email, you write the purpose of the email underneath where it says purpose. Purpose of this email is to get your quarterly, uh, third quarter forecast from the sales team. That's the purpose. Action, sales team, please update the quarterly forecast report with your individual forecast for Q3. With the link by this date. And in the supporting information, <laughs> there is the link to the document that they need to go update, right? And then you write your subject line because once you've written the email, you can write a, an effective subject line because you know what the email was about. You can say, you know, action requested. Please send your quarterly forecast report updates by the end of business Friday, 326 or whatever it is, right? Then you go in and fill in who it's to. It's to the people that have the action. So in the example I just used, it would be the sales team. And then the CC line would be anybody that you want to be aware that this is happening, but they don't have any action. So I might CC my assistant, for example, so she knows that I'm after I'm out there getting those forecasts. Okay, she has no action, but she's aware. But the people on the two line have the action. When you start using those templates for that email, people are going to be first of all blown away at how professional your emails are, and that's what you experienced, Tabitha. But it's going to reduce a lot of back and forth because it's very clear to everybody what you're asking for and by when, and. You know, again, you wouldn't use this template for every email that you send. If, if I'm sending an email to you, Tabitha, and saying, hey, are you going to you know, be there Friday night for the happy hour? I'm not going to write a past model template. It's purpose. Find out if you're going to the happy hour. Action. <laughs> Tell me if you're going to happy hour. Right? No. But the ones that are more convoluted or have action to drive or are to multiple people, certainly the past model template is powerful. And then in supporting that, I also show folks how to use effective subject lines. So in your subject line, I recommend that you start it with these action words, read only, response requested, action requested, or FYI. And if you put read only and then what the subject line is in that subject line, the recipient knows they don't have to respond to you. You're not asking for, I got it, thanks, you know, whatever. Just read this thing, right? And there's no other action for them. If you say reply requested, you're telling the recipients, I want to reply. That's it. I just want you to re reply to this. And then action requested. You're telling them right in the subject line, hey, there's going to be action for you in this email. Open this bad boy up and see what you got to do by when. Right? Yes. And then FYI is just, you know, hey, Tabitha, I heard you were a fan of the Titans. I saw this article, FYI. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, we use this. Um, I'll tell you, there's times that I get away from it. So you said you don't use it for every email, but I find that when I get further away from it, I start it lags off, right? And then I start letting it, like, start, I start kind of letting it go. And when I realize that, I'm like, oh, wait, stop. And so if you have that situation where you're constantly going back and forth and there's 32 emails, like, we have just a rule. If there's more than three emails back and forth, pick up the phone. So that's, yep. that's step Same one, thing here. right? Yep. If you can't resolve it in three uh, passes on email, I, I'm notorious. Even my colleagues, you know, they're like, dude, chill out. Right. But I'm notorious <laughs> about it. I'm like, this is the third email. Pick up the phone, like yes. set a meeting, whatever. I'm not yes. playing on email. I won't respond after the third email. I, I just, you know, I'm being a jerk about it, but I'm protecting my time. You know, the thing is, like I said, the time is the most valuable. And if you don't protect your own time, nobody's going to do it for you. 
Absolutely. So I want your opinion on something. The reply email that just says thanks, is that good and kind or is that just annoying because you're wasting my time? (laughs) It's a waste of time in my opinion. So internally, um, we have an understanding in our firm that the thank you is implied. So don't reply saying thanks. Don't reply saying got it. Right. We just know that. So nobody's feelings are hurt if I don't reply and say thank you when somebody sent me something I asked them for. Right. We have an opportunity to acknowledge them when we do our company-wide weekly reviews. And I can acknowledge, hey, Stacy was on top of it this week. She knocked out a bunch of stuff or whatever. Or in my one-on-ones, I can say thank you to people and acknowledge them. But there's no reason to create another email for it. It's just more work and more touch for people. Thanks. That was my opinion. But we've had some some battles here on whether that was nice etiquette or if we should do it or not. So You know, it's about the culture, right? So, you know, if you get everybody on board and say, do you appreciate when Tabitha sends you this? Do you appreciate when Susan sends you that? Yeah? Okay, good. So we all understand we appreciate each other. We all understand that we are thankful for what you do to support us and we'll acknowledge each other in different ways, but let's not waste an email back on it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, like I said, I went through the program. It's so much of it's just about everybody getting in the same room, learning the same thing together, agreeing on what the rules within the organization are going to be about how do we manage our own calendars? How and when are other people allowed to put stuff onto our calendars? What system are we all going to use? How are we all going to email? And that facilitation was so healthy for us as an organization. So thank you. Thank you for coming in and doing that with our group um, way back when. And thank you for being on the podcast. I do want to ask you, is there any golden nugget, last ticket item thing that you want everyone to know? Yes, absolutely. In my opinion, and I've been doing this for quite a while, um, in my opinion, the best gift you can give yourself when it comes to time management and personal productivity is dedicating time every week for what I call a weekly review. And this is an opportunity for you to look back at the week you just completed. I do mine every Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. You look back at the week you just completed and celebrate the great work you did. Celebrate your victories. Acknowledge yourself. And when you're done patting yourself on the back and, and smiling about how great you are, then look and see where was there opportunities? Did I not get as much done on a certain project that I wanted to? Did, um, I not get as much sales time as I wanted? Um, did I not take care of my well-being? Did I stack up meetings back to back and not give myself any breaks? Did I skip a lunch someday? And you're not doing that to beat yourself up, but what you're doing is you're looking to understand where opportunities are so you can course correct. And when you set your baseline calendar for the next week, which is the next part of the weekly review, you'll have that learning. You'll say, you know, I know I need to get myself a little more sales time blocked off. I need to work on this specific project sometime this week. I need to do better about my well-being. So I'm going to put half-hour lunches on every day and start filling that calendar up with the stuff that's the most important for you personally and professionally. What's brilliant about this exercise, um, it also gives you time to look at your goals and look at your projects, so to keep them mindful and see where you're going. But what's really brilliant about this exercise is when you start to do this, we teach people to carve out an hour every week for this process. Okay. As you do it time over time over time, you get really efficient at it. And you're really getting a lot of value from it, but it doesn't take an hour anymore. In fact, my weekly review takes me about 20 minutes these days, but I still have the hour on my calendar every week. And you might say, well, what are you doing for that hour 40 minutes, Steve? That is the all elusive strategic thinking time that every leader I talk to says, I just don't have enough to do it. 
I don't have enough time to do strategic thinking. What do I want my business to look like two years from now, three years from now? You know, what can I be doing to support my team differently? That strategic thinking time is so elusive because it's the first thing we give up. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get into the practice of doing this weekly review, you'll have built-in strategic planning time that's going to set you up for success. And as a leader, we all need that. And when you end your week with that, you can go into your weekend knowing I closed out last week. It's complete. I've got my next week set up. I've mind cleared. Everything's good to go. I can enjoy my family for the weekend because I don't have all this stuff lying around in my head. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, your system works. I love it. I'm so grateful that I came across it and I have been a proponent and spreader of the word for, for years. So thank you for joining and sharing your knowledge with uh, everyone who is listening, mcgeepro.com. They have solutions for individuals as well as teams. So um, regardless of whether you're a, a big company or just a couple of individuals, they can customize a solution to fit your needs. Steve, I actually have one more question for you. Some people say, that if you um, manage your time too tightly, you don't have any fun. So do you actually schedule fun time into your schedule? Absolutely. I mentioned before, you know, building in recovery time before and after meetings and prep before a big presentation so that you can really be present for your client or your staff is all really important. But building in fun time is extremely important as well, especially business owners and leaders or executives at large firms. We have a lot of times where we don't have control over some oddities in our schedule. So how are we going to get our synergy that day? For example, I have a coaching session with a CEO in Africa that is starting at 10 p.m. my time. Well, I still started at 6 a.m. that day. So am I going to go 6 a.m. to midnight or am I going to build in synergy a different way that day? I'm going to build in synergy. So I'll go ahead and take a longer lunch and, and get a workout in. I might do an afternoon walk around town, walk around my complex, build in something that gives you that that recharge and that fun and plan ahead for scheduled fun stuff. You know, family vacations, you know, going to a baseball game, whatever your passion is, get that on your calendar far enough ahead of time that you can block that time and commit to it for yourself. And then as other things start coming in, you can be, no, I'm not available that day. It's got to be the day before or the day after. But if you don't do that and plan for the the fun times, you're just going to be reactive all the time and you'll be in that spot of saying, I don't have time for fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, On our next podcast, we're going to have Greg Atchison of the C12 Group, and he's going to be talking to us about running your business as a ministry. Until then, though, if you want to learn more about Stephen Crawford or McGee Productivity Solutions, you can check them out at mcgeepro.com. That is M-C-G-H-E-E-P-R-O.com. Or you can email him directly at stephen.crawford at mcgeepro.com. Tabitha, thanks for having me. It's always an honor and a pleasure to see you. And anytime we can do something to add value to listeners is a fantastic thing. So thanks for having me. This has been Talking Traction with Tabitha Shiver. And I just want to give a thank you to Family Vision Media and Dave Powell for helping us produce this podcast. Plus, Delta is committed to helping your small business get your operations in order and to drive positive change. To learn more about Plus Delta services or EOS, go to plusdelta.com. Until next time, happy changing, everyone.